The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Time to release your mouse, turn your speakers way up, and hang on to your hard drive. As the SEO rock stars, log on to Rock the Net right out of the stratosphere. Prepare to optimize your Tuesday evening, jamming and spamming with the always highly ranked SEO rock stars. Guaranteed to be a night filled with great memory. Welcome to SEO Rockstars. I get to do Todd's part today. It's uh, Tuesday, June 13th, and uh, I have a special guest host today, Mr. Shoe Money. Hey, Greg. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, we just uh, we just did the uh, SEO Rockstars pregame warm-up show. So. I heard that. It was great. Thank you. I'm still I'm still learning, still learning. So it's becoming a little bit smoother, but I still got a long way to go. So. No, it was a great show because, you know, we've all spent our days doing the forum thing, and it was interesting to hear somebody who has a different take on it than some of the people I've been involved with forums with as far as how yeah. monetize and stuff. So It was show. really, really forums is, is really what got me started and produced capital so that I could venture into other markets. So it's, you know, it's really kind of... So forums aren't really dead. No, not at all. I feel that. And I think, you know, the guy that's going to be on my show on the 27th is Marcus, the Plenty of Fish guy. I mean, he's, he's, his forums are just freaking lit up like crazy. Okay, I mean, so let, let's talk about that phone call. Okay. All right, so all you right. basically slagged the guy, right? Yeah, totally. And uh, then you decide you wanted him to have him on as a guest? Well, here's, here's what happened. I, um, I did. I, I questioned... Is let me make sure I phrase this right. Um, basically, I, I read the interviews on Scoble, and you know it seems like Scoble about buys anything nowadays. But but basically, I, I read the reviews on, and I just did the math, and I thought, you know, I I just I thought that he just scraped together a bunch of dating profiles. It seemed to me like that would make sense if if a guy you know wanted to build a dating site and wanted to start from scratch. Why not scrape a bunch of profiles from Yahoo Dating and um, and stuff like that? And, and it, I figured that's what he did. Uh, I had some other people tell me that's what he did, you know. But um, he claims he didn't, and that's and that's his claim. Maybe we'll talk about that a little more. May not. But um, you know, I don't I don't really bash him for that at all. It's just a technique. I mean, I, I don't blame anybody at all for doing it if that's what he did, you know. So, um, but he's definitely. Make, the point of the post that I made was, you know, if, if what you're doing isn't working, make it look like it is. And, right, uh, right. And, well, a lot of times you have it, to do that to get a project off the ground. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was the whole of point of the actual blog post that I made, but everybody ran in, you know, ran with it and said, oh, he's calling him out, saying he's full of crap, and, you know, and this and that. And then one day, uh, you know, I, I made a post last week about, you know, People post suggestions for guests, and some smart Alex said, "Why don't you have him on?" I bet you wouldn't have him on. Well, I shot him, 
you know, a message, and I said, you know, if you'd like to come on, you know, I'd, I'd like to have you on. Obviously, you make the money. I mean, he posted a $900,000 AdSense check, so he's obviously bringing it in. So, and he, he agreed to come on the show, so it's going to be an interesting show. And that seems to be the new way, man. I, I keep getting all these links sent to me, showing me pictures of your car. Of my car? Your Hummer. Yeah, oh, yeah, the H2. The H2. <laughs> Yeah, I don't so know. I've been, I mean, I've been debating. You know, I I bought a new car this weekend, and I was told I should put a post on my web showing the what, my blog showing the car. What kind of car did you get? Uh, I got a Mercedes. Nice. Oh yeah, like like you're really slumming it over there. Yeah, I know. No, it's a pretty tight ride, but I figured that might be a good uh, you know marketing thing. Yeah, totally. To um, I mean, between the plenty of fish and the Hummer and something else, I mean, I. I, this blog just completely fascinates me with the blogosphere and the and the links. I mean, just it's like the most links I've ever got without paying for well, anything. Well, now here's the thing. And so when you yeah. posted that thing, I mean, it's kind of you know it gets into that we call it shit talking link baiting, right? Right. I mean, right. A lot of times, um, a little confrontational thing goes a long way in mm-hmm. generating links. Yeah, I mean, I I understand the whole link baiting thing. I think that there's a uh, you know, some people thought like some of my experience I did or some of my experiments that I did was link baiting, but it was kind of just me blogging my opinion and my experience. Um, and, and hey, I'm going to try this thing. It might lose money, it might make money, but here's what I'm going to do. And right. um, and that's I just posted exactly how I did it. And but uh, but it is amazing how. Um, but then some people just. You know, as it, 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 it is, they just post their opinion, and it, it does. It causes rip-roar controversy. I mean, you saw it with the the V7N contest. My God. Yeah, you know, and that, well, there's a prime example. And uh, the thing is, is is now because everybody's learned, you know, like I've always been opinionated like that anyway. And the other mm-hmm. thing was I had a couple beers and I was bored when I originally made the post. So it really wasn't with the intention of, hey, let's build links. Mm-hmm. But it's become such a, it really is a strategy now. So I see it happening a lot, and I see people doing it that probably wouldn't talk smack in person, or they're just not that, that's not their style, because right. it gets picked up and, and run with, you know. And it's it's a pretty amazing thing going on these days. And Yeah, and, and I've talked to Marcus uh, since, you know, just not a whole lot, but I said, you know, I I never meant to cause you harm or anything i just posted my opinion and people kind of ran with it and he and he just you know he said he understood so anyway we'll, we'll probably talk about that more on the show it might be interesting you know we'll see how it goes but uh you know one thing you know you talk about having a few beers and making a post i i, I mean that i don't know if you saw but I, I thought it would be a great idea to have a contest where somebody could try to outrank me for shoe money yeah and yeah. talk about a freaking idiot move i mean I had, yeah. and, and then it was like, okay, I'll play for, I'll play with it, I'll play with it, and see what happens. And so, these guys that were, they actually did a really good thing. Well, not, I don't know, let me rephrase that. It wasn't a good thing. It was kind of a unique thing. And what they did was, is they they spammed all these blogs with, you know, the with the keyword um, anchor of shoe money, of course, going to their site. And then what they did was, on their site, they cloaked it so that all the bots saw their spammy shoe money content, mm-hmm. but everybody else was redirected to my site. 
So guess who got all the heat for the comments, man? Uh-huh. And guess who got all the love from the engines? Well, it's yeah. very funny. See, rule number one is you never want to relinquish control of your brand. Mm-hmm. So that probably wasn't the smartest contest in the world. Oh, no. It was It was definitely a, the dumbest thing I've ever done. Well, pretty close. I mean, that was... But that was I, nice I, that they... For, well, you know, and and that's a pretty common tactic in, in the, the dark arts world is that, you know, when you're doing push-button marketing and you're generating links on properties that you know, might not have said you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's pretty common to see redirection and to where people coming from that property get sent somewhere other than who's really going to benefit from the link. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of a little tactic to, you know, get your competitors in trouble, and you see that quite a bit to where, you know, the angry blog owner clicks on the link and follows it, and they don't realize that there's a referral-based redirection taking place and or, or a, a basically something that says, hey, if this is not coming from a search engine listing, send it mm-hmm. to my competitor so it looks like they're the ones doing it. Yeah, and the, the biggest pain in the butt for me was I had no way to block it. I mean, there was no header being forward that said it was coming from this other site. It was a 301, so there was there was nothing forwarding. Because I thought, oh, I'll get this guy. I'll make a page that says, bounce it back. hey, yeah. yeah, and I'll bounce it back. But there was no header, so I couldn't do that. So it was, it was like, I mean, I... I was just like, wow, I'd never had that happen to me, and uh, it was something new for me, and I really went, I got schooled is what happened. That's exactly what happened. And is, uh, so I thought, now, does their stuff still rank for your brand? Yeah, yeah. actually, um, like, yeah, like uh, probably three or four of them that were spamming are, uh, are still doing pretty good. There's The guy who is number two right now in Google came out of nowhere, and he's, and he's he, I don't think that he's spamming, though. I think he, he's using a little... Uh, cooperative linking um, and stuff like that, but I was amazed that people were able to knock me down. I, I mean, I thought it would just be fun, and honestly, I mean, Shoe Money is my blog, but it's not. I'm not selling anything on right. there. So it's just a fun blog for me, so I was like, you know, if I get knocked out, I get knocked out. It was just the spam thing and my provider getting so many spam complaints mm-hmm. and saying, look, you've done this, and you've publicly stated that it's okay if people spam, you know, you you have to end this now or we're pulling your rack, which contains things I do make money from. And that so, never crossed your mind that that would happen, huh? No, no, I've I, I got to tell you, it was really the stupidest thing I've ever done. I mean, I will say that 20,000 times. That was just retarded. Well, I mean, here's the thing, too, is that you're enticing people who probably are working, you know, your, your brand turns up half a million results, which is pretty damn respectable. It probably wasn't that many before the con- contest started, but in the big picture, in the kind of spaces that these guys work in, 500,000 results is nothing. Right. So yeah, for these guys. Buttons. For these yeah. guys, they were like, this Shimani guy thinks he knows what he's talking about. Let's show him what, what it's, what's up. <laughs> and I got freaking schooled. I love it. Yeah. I did, you know, I'm, that just shows how new I am to this game. I just... So anyway, um, what's what's uh, what's going on with the Dax stash? He got pulled. He got pulled. He got put back. But uh, Guru chickened out of your little bidding war. So now the price is not what it once was. Yeah, but am I still winning at like a hundred bucks or something? You are still winning, and tomorrow's the day. So we were actually at lunch today, and I was sitting there going, you know, I've been looking at this hideous thing for so long, but I can't really picture what he's going to look like without it. But apparently tomorrow's the day. Yeah. He had been talking. He actually had a conversation with 
uh, professional makeup artist from the movie industry about his theories on how he can remove the mustache yet keep it intact so somebody who buys it could actually wear it. Mm-hmm. She didn't seem to think that his ideas would work, but I guess tomorrow's the day. Wow. So so it ends tomorrow. The auction ends tomorrow. It's going to be off by the following day, and I, we can be done with it. Well, now Guru said that he wanted it so bad, and and so did Danny Sullivan. So I'm expecting them to give me a run. A little late, a oh. late hour push. Yeah. So we'll see what they got. So I think there's uh, actually, you know, on on the auction site, I mean, there's a an amazing group of people sporting the captain, including my son is in there. So. Oh wow. He thought that I, was pretty cool. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so, you know, I, I can't really decide who looks the best. But without question, everybody on that page looks a little better than Dax does with it, I think. <laughs> That's hilarious. I showed that to my wife, and she was like, why Why are you bidding on this? <laughs> so, Well, you know what's funny about it, though, is it really is kind of, you know, he just does that kind of stuff because it entertains himself. And sure. There really wasn't a, a direct marketing plan behind it, but... An interesting thing is I got a good buddy that's a diehard eBay guy and he buys and sells on eBay. He's done millions and millions of auctions. And we were at my house having a little uh, graduation party for our kids and I, I showed it to him and he was this is before it got pulled. And mm-hmm. it was up to like twelve thousand visitors had looked at the wow. original auction. And he was blown away by that. And this is a guy that um, doesn't work on the internet and really would like to and is always trying to learn and understand, you know, what it's about and Mm-hmm. He was like, how the hell did that happen? I said, that's the power of blogging, you know. Yeah. It only takes a few blogs with decent readership and a couple posts, and the amount of traffic that got directed at that site was, was huge. Yeah, and I I had never, my interest in this mainly, you know, I I met you guys for a second in New York City, but um, but I saw Dax do the Pimp My Site thing, and I know he's done a lot of volunteer work with that kind of stuff. And I thought, you know, that's really cool, and, and this is, you know, an opportunity where people can, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what the heck I would do with the stash, but I thought, you know, this is cool. I can try to help him out and, you know, give him some, you know, just for fun and stuff. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, for those who don't know him, I know he's your guy and he's your programmer, but I know guys kind of like him. I'm sure he's, he's you know, there's nobody that is him, but... But um, you know, I just thought that'd be pretty cool to uh to bid on it and stuff. I know he's got a lot of friends in the industry, and, and he's he's a really good guy. So definitely marches to the beat of a different drummer. Yeah, I get a kick out of his. I get a kick out of his books and how big they are. I mean, yeah, in the last I, one he wrote in, in twenty-seven hours straight. That is unreal. Was, was it, is that the one that's like four hundred pages? No, that was the last one. Was a little smaller than that, but. He has these bouts of insomnia sometimes, so you never know. I was just amazed at, I guess I'm used to reading all these AdWords and, you know, books that are, like, all fluff, you know, for the most part. But, I mean, I just was like, oh, my, I read the story. I thought it had a funny title to it. Or no, I didn't read the story. I read the excerpt from it. I thought it had a funny title. And I look, and I saw 430 pages, and I was like, holy crap. So well, let me know if you actually buy it and read it, because I think you'll okay. be <laughs> I don't. I'm not much of a reader, so oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, like these. I buy a lot of Google. You know, av- making money with. I like Andrew Goodman's book, the Google AdWords book. I right. like. Anyway, there's a bunch of them, but and I like the ones that have big text and pictures. 
because uh-huh. I can I can you know kind of keep those in the bathroom exactly. kind of deals. So anyway, so what we should probably do is uh, you know as, as far as topics for the rest of the show, I'm thinking uh, I've been getting a lot of emails from people saying hey, you know can't answer I, I can't go to the chat room so i'm trying to get them to send in questions but we'll probably just do some live q a here uh, awesome. after we go pay some bills okay come back and uh you know anybody in the chat room that's got a question seo related or whatever wherever you want to go we're open awesome. so we'll go uh pay tribute to our sponsors and we'll be back shortly <laughs> Stick around. SEO Rockstars. We'll be back after this short break. Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Did you know about one out of five visitors are immediately bouncing off your site? Monetize this bouncing traffic with StopBounce.com. Log on to StopBounce.com today and discover how easy it is to generate revenue from this previously untapped source, all while enhancing user experience. Earn money for each visitor leaving your site now with StopBounce.com. Turn lost opportunities into found profits. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Commercials off. Now back to SEO Rockstars. Let's rock. Here's your host. I guess that would be me. This is Greg. We're back. SEO Rockstars uh, with my special right. uh, fill-in guest, uh, Shoe Money. Todd's on the road, and uh, Jeremy was gracious enough to jump in here with us and help us do a live show since people sent us mean emails when we cancel. So 
Yeah. I appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. I'm happy, happy, and honored to to uh, fill to attempt to fill in for the oil man. To play the part of the the naked Canadian. There you go. <laughs> I know he'll listen to this, so I have to I have to give him some digs because he's out running around doing the the corporate bitch thing. So. Okay, I understand that we have a caller on the line. We do. Now I will warn you that for whatever reason my phone tends to go to crap when a third person okay. comes on. So if you can't hear me, just run with it. Okay. Uh, Caller, hey. are you there? Yes, uh, I'm here. This is uh, Joanne again. Hey, Joanne. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I think I'm becoming your number one fan on the phone here. Uh, Good. i got two questions, if that's all right. Um, I'll them out and then just jump off the phone. The first is, where do you guys sit on the question of quality versus quantity of backlinks? Um, you know, there's a big debate that go on in the uh, forums versus, uh, you know, go get quality backlinks that drive traffic to you or just get a quantity of backlinks to basically up your results or keywords in the SERPs. Um, and then the other question, real quick, and then I'll just leave, is that, Shu, uh, you've said in the past that you uh, launch new sites almost daily. Uh, how, how on earth do you find the time to create the content necessary for those sites? Mm. I wow. think I got most of that. Okay. Can you guys hear me now? Um, yeah, the first, the first part was he asked, uh, in, in getting backlinks, the quality versus quantity issue. Um, do you want to take a stab at it first? you want me to? Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. They both work. It really depends on what you're trying to do. Um, you know, from a search engine standpoint, they're going to obviously tell you that quantity is the only thing. I mean, quality is the only thing that matters, and quantity is not going to help you. That's just patently not true. If, if you mm -hmm. get enough crappy PR0 links that say your site is about blue fuzzy widgets, you stand a very good chance of ranking for blue fuzzy widgets. Um, is it a long-term thing? Probably not. So, you know, if if you're spamming and jamming and you're you're working in, you know, kind of a, a churn and burn thing where it's quick cash in a short period of time, then sometimes volume is the way to go. But if you're working with a legitimate client or a property that you want to be around for a long time, then I would focus more on on quality. Gotcha. I, I would say um, on that, that uh, I think that, you know, like you say, quality, I, well, I think quality is, is for a long-term site is the most important thing you can do. But then uh, quantity, I mean, it depends where that quantity is coming from. I mean, if it's a quantity, and this is strictly based for a long-term white hat site. You know, I mean, if it's a black hat site, then whatever. You know, it's, but game if on. It's a, you know, <laughs> game on, yeah. You know, all's fair in love, born serps or something like that. Okay, but, uh, but I mean, but if you're looking for quantity, I mean, you can get a lot of quantity out of MySpace or, uh, you know, some some other social network. I mean, just direct link traffic where people right. are actually clicking on the link. So, um, well, that's I mean, a, you know, and the MySpace thing comes up all the time. And, and you certainly won't see MySpace showing up a lot directly in SERPs. But, and that has most to do with the way the site's designed and the fact, mm -hmm. you know, the dynamic nature of most of the, the pages on the site. But... Uh, from just the raw power of real humans clicking through, my mm -hmm. face is amazing. And, you know, that might not be a directly an SEO thing, uh, but it certainly is a web marketing thing and something worth exploring. I know I had a, a friend make a, a geo-targeting tool, and, um, and it's, and I don't want to mention his name, but but it's a, it's a very popular tool with the MySpace kids, and basically you put the image on your site, and... Um, it, 
it links to to his site, and it shows on his site, you know, basically based on the refer, uh, all the the geo targeting from the Google Maps API. You know, uh, the, so the, basically the digital point tool, right? Yeah, well, that's him. So, uh, so we can well, then, say the name. That's pretty cool. Okay. We're just playing with that today. Cool. So, so the one thing is, is he that's a, a kind of a, a viral thing. He made that tool, and the next thing he knows, he's getting tore up. You know, from because it's on like every other MySpace site in the right. world. And while he's not getting, you know, a lot of direct traffic, he's getting a tremendous amount of links. You know, I mean, such a quantity there. So. And you know, you got these guys that are selling or giving away the the custom skins. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, we come across we're doing backlink. We come to these sites and page rank eights and nines, and you know, there's just such a high volume of people downloading the stuff that the people that set up their stuff in a static nature, and you're still going to get some link juice out of that. And mm. uh, these guys are just going to town on on those little viral copy and paste kind of applications. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about in the first show about. Um, you know, building your forum, building traffic to it, and making badges and stuff like that. And I mean, I find if I have, uh, like, a, let's just say it's some hot chick and she makes a, a badge off of my forum, I mean, just the traffic from that one profile, I just can never get over how much traffic one of those profiles of, like, you know, some hot girl who's got 50,000 friends. I mean, oh, just. It's amazing. You know, and, and when you get back into this quality versus quantity thing, a lot of times you can bridge those two worlds into one thing, and, you know, even even we've talked about in the past of the counter sites, the guys that embed the links and the counter programs, and, uh, you know, on the surface, that's kind of a black hat thing, and, and you think only quantity, like large volume of people, who's going to go out and download a free web counter? and do that, but what ends up happening is those links get put on .edu accounts, uh, domains that were registered in 1994. I mean, so in the big picture, those kind of viral apps like that end up doing the best of both worlds. You get super high volume, and the links end up on a lot of sites that any search engine trying to analyze the quality or the web map is going to think is a a great site to have a link on. Okay. So the the second part of uh, Joe Wynn's question was, uh, I, th- I don't know if it was directly related to me, but he, he said that I, well, I guess this part was, he said um, that at one point I said that I try to start a new site or niche every day, and how do I find the time to do it? And basically, or how do I find the content to do it? And basically, it's not that I launch a new website every day. I just try to come up with um, a new a new niche or maybe just, I call it kind of small degrees of separation within the niche I already have. So it's like I just change the page a little bit, launch a new site, fire and forget. You know, and I just try to do that every day just with, uh, and I'm talking strictly affiliate sites. Right. So, and I know I know you have a staff, and um, how, do you, how do you guys, uh, you know, go about in your process of launching new sites? Well, we don't. We certainly we don't do it at that kind of volume. I mean, we we kind of have long, you know, our personal projects. We really just have a handful of spaces that we work in. So mm-hmm. we are always looking to, you know, every now and then we take we dedicate a couple weeks. We're actually kind of going through that right now. Is you get some stuff up and it does really well, and we kind of forget about it because we also go on and do traditional client kind of work. And mm-hmm. so for us. The affiliate or or the the more aggressive stuff that we do personally that just kind of funds our real our real work. I got it. Project. Okay. So 
for us, it's more of a, a cycle. Every few months, we look at it and come back and let's say let's revamp it or blow it out a little bigger. Or, um, and most of the stuff we get into is because clients come to us and offer it. So I'm not real big on just kind of chasing down, and I, I'm not a hundred percent affiliate guy. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, and it just depends on what you mean by generating content. Right. Right, and that's why I kind of laughed a little bit when I heard that, too. It means a vastly different thing depending on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. you got the guy and, uh, a copy of Article Bot, and to him, yeah. breaking out that kind and of la- is not a problem. Last week, you guys talked about, um, you guys touched on uh, the, you know, like expired domains and how they work, like, really well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's, Fortunately, I kind of jumped the gun on that, and I've got quite a database of those. And so, and uh, I was going to switch phones real quick because mine's, sorry, mine's going to go. Okay, you there? I am. Sorry about that. Um, I got like, beep, beep, your phone's dead. So I earlier grabbed them. Okay, but uh, basically I have, you know, like about 7,000 URLs in the can that are expired, and most of these have been expired for years, years and years. And, um, I mean, you know, so it's like I can, I can just, Register one of those. They've already got backlinks. They're good to go. I don't have to worry about getting them links. So I fire and forget. So, and that and that works for me. And, and you, I don't think that anybody has any clue about how many of these things are out there that you that you guys talked about. And some of the things I find just well, they certainly. Just, and well, you know, what's interesting is a lot of times you can find expired domains that are in the same space you want to work in. You know, mm-hmm, some exactly. are. You know. Like, bought a whole bunch of domains last week and it was one of those things we were looking at a particular affiliate project and uh, it's kind of slipped we need to revamp blow it out a little big need some new domains went and found two or three great ones that are on that specific topic somebody that was running a site back in 2000 right and uh, you know they, it, it can be hit or miss as far as whether or not you get any any juice from those old domains, but they certainly don't cost any more than any other domain. So sure, and if they come with links, and if they come with links right. that are, you know, in DMOs and stuff like that, and in the Yahoo directory, man. sometimes they even come with a cop, uh, you know, content in archive.org that just needs exactly. a little find and replace action. <laughs> I've heard there's even people yeah. that have written scripts to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and and you know, I mean. It's amazing what's out there. I remember when I first heard about it at, at a Webmaster World in Las Vegas. Um, somebody stood up, and it was Chris Ramonde, and did a whole thing about how these domains were out there. And, you know, the, there's there's all these sites on government and EDU domains that are linking to non-existent domains. And and I, the people I was sitting with laughed at them and, and, and were like, yeah, right. And And a couple of us were like, let's look into that. So well, you know, uh, the thing is, I think people are would be surprised how many quote unquote quality authoritative sites have content that they've never looked at or refreshed in years, and mm-hmm. how many links like that there are on the web that are just you know incredibly valuable, and nobody knows that they're not active anymore. Right. Um, you know, and it just takes it takes the dedication to kind of dig them in. You know, you can apply it both ways. You you can spend the time digging if you want to pursue the life of, uh, you know, a dark lord and make your whole living doing that. There's guys that do that. Mm-hmm. And 
it, it takes a lot of work, but it can be very profitable. But those same principles also apply for the guy that's just looking for a great domain to launch his passion website that he's going to dedicate yep. his whole life to just that one site. Yep. Uh, you get the same kind of mileage out of that. Yep. And it, it's worth the time to you know look around and explore it. What, one thing I thought that was really interesting, and I, I made a blog post about it, but it but it kind of got lost and nobody even noticed. I don't think, but it was a. Uh, I registered five of them and pointed them to this IP, and I kind of forgot about it. And um, and one day somebody's like, "Hey, do you know that you know this site you have is is ranking, you know, like fourth on Yahoo for." you know, Texas Hold'em, and for, like, all these spam terms. And I said, it is? And I looked it up, and sure as crap it was. And it was only because whoever had owned the domain previously had done a little dirty work and had generated all kinds of targeted things. And the domain was from, I mean, it was from, like, 2001 that was actually generating all those things. And, and Google wasn't buying into it, but Yahoo sure loved it. And it had no on-page text of poker terms, but it ranked top ten for about every poker term you could imagine. Because like I said, quantity works. You are what your links say you are. And that, yeah. a lot of times, you know, and, and the expired domains, if you if you have a, any kind of decent backlink tool and you take the domains and you run them through and look at what the anchor text is and then go look for some kind of revenue model built on that because that's going to be a lot mm -hmm. easier than trying to launch something new on a domain yep. that already has links saying that it's about a certain topic. Yeah. People people always say to me, "Well, where do you where do you buy your expired domains from?" And I'm like, "GoDaddy." I'm like, "I don't buy a list. I mean, these domains I buy have been expired since early 2000s or late 90s. I don't mess with anything that's been expired since 2000 2002 or 2003 because I found that Google they I think already, that's yeah, about when you, they started keeping track. With all their age-related filtering, whether it's you need stuff that's before they ever thought of doing that, mm -hmm. because for the most part, it, it doesn't go back retroactively. At least from what we see, you know, if you find an expired domain that expired in '99 and it hasn't been used, you're going to get the love from that domain. Whereas a lot of the other ones, they seem to do a better job. And the other thing too, for all you people over there in the UK. Um, their expired domain filtering is definitely not the same outside of the .com and the continental U.S. So there, are huge, there are huge opportunities. That, you know, some of my English uh, spamming and jamming friends are doing really, really well on the expired domain thing, much better than you could do using the same system here. Wow, that is interesting. I come across a lot of foreign ones, and I just let them sit because I... Don't know even where to register. But yeah, it's it's a whole other world. But you know, and, and that's pretty much true about Europe in general. Uh, you know, it was kind of funny a couple months ago when Matt came out with his post about how he was going to start cracking down on uh, Euro spam because it's just kind of been like the big joke in our industry as we sit around the bar. You know, the guys that mm -hmm. you know are our, our European counterparts of this show. Those guys have it a lot easier than we do. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mickle can never st stop busting up when we get talking about these kind of filtering stuff because yeah. he works in a world where it pretty much is like 1998. Mm -hmm. So if Google really does clean it up, that'll be interesting. But, you know, the .de stuff's been going on forever. 
you know, the, some those hosts of uh, of that show um, sometimes show me some things, and I just am completely amazed. Oh yeah, yeah. But good Definitely for them. worth the price of admission. <laughs> and you know they they're just uh, don't hate the players, hate the game. So I mean they're yep. just playing Google's game. So that's it. And you gotta have uh, that that mindset when you're doing that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah, like a like one of my favorite quotes from Dave, and and I I don't know that this is an actual quote, but he says that Sergey at one of the first search engine strategies said there is no such thing as search engine spam. There's only a bad algorithm. Oh, he, more specifically, it was it was August of 1999. I, I was actually there with um, several clients, and I closed like five cloaking deals that day <laughs> with big big. Fortune, you know, whatever companies, brand names, because, and it was the funny thing, because Andre Broder was still working at Alta Vista, and he was the big, he was the Matt Cuts of his time, and the guy always up there giving the talk and saying, hey, here's what we're doing about search spam, and here's all our new stuff, and Sergey came up on rollerblades, skated in, just young punk, came up on the thing and said, you know, we don't really we don't really believe in spam because our algorithm is so good that if you give us crap, nobody will ever see it, so we don't really care. And he went on to elaborate and say, I think cloaking is a great thing. If you have content in a format that I can't index, please give it to me in one, you know, that I can. And whether or not, you know, my bot will know if it's junk or not. So if it's junk, it doesn't matter whether it's cloaked or not. It's not going to show up. Yep. So based on that, we went, woohoo, Cool. And that was kind of like throwing down the gauntlet to everybody in the room, and then 18 months later, they yeah. came out with the most restrictive anti-cloaking policy on any engine you've ever heard. And, and so by the same logic, then, wouldn't a hand job signify that they're just throwing up the white flag, then? That's, well, that's why Google doesn't admit that they do hand jobs. Ah, uh, interesting. You'll never, you'll yeah, never I, get that. You know, the other engines are a little more honest about, you know, I mean, you have Tim Meyer at a conference saying, hey, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, right? Yeah. Where they pretty much admit there are areas that are overly aggressive and they don't really have them under control, and they don't, they're not really motivated to put them under control, so it's kind of everybody fends for themselves kind of thing. Yeah. I, I don't think I, you'll I ever get Yahoo to deny the fact that they hand edit stuff. I mean, I think they're pretty okay with saying that sometimes we go clean stuff up. I've, I've had, in my short experience of, of in this world of, of doing SEO stuff or um, whatever you want to call what I do is, um, you know, I mean, I found that there, I mean, I, I built a site and I was a newbie and I did some cross-linking with some other sites and duplicated and one day my three million page site is gone from Google. And so I talked to their engineers and you know, they were like, okay, fill in. They pointed me to Matt Cutt's blog, fill out the re-inclusion request. And I did, and I specifically commented on Matt's blog, and, you know, one of the ones that didn't. This was when he first, first, first started his blog. And I said, you know, please don't post in the comments. And uh, he didn't post, and he responded to me, and he said, you know, here, here's what's wrong. And he said, you know, fill out the re-inclusion, explain to us exactly what you were doing, and, um, you know, and, and we'll look into it. So I did, and I said, hey, I've been bad. Here's what I did. I didn't realize how bad it was. And and I'm, and I'm, it was back in within a week. Yep. And, and uh, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was a bad site. I was just using some bad methods. 
And I'm sure, you know, being a reactionary company, somebody reported it because I always had good rankings. And they thought, well, here we go. We we found another one. So, Yeah, and that, you know, that kind of gets in the bigger topic of what is, is bad cross-linking. Maybe we'll, what we should probably do is take another break and we'll get into that a little bit more because I've been having a lot of discussions with clients this week about that very topic. Okay. So uh, we're going to go listen to our sponsors and we'll be back shortly. Stick around. SEO Rockstars. We'll be back after this short break. to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes, one click, great results. Did you know about one out of five visitors are immediately bouncing off your site? Monetize this bouncing traffic with StopBounce.com. Log on to StopBounce.com today and discover how easy it is to generate revenue from this previously untapped source, all while enhancing user experience. Earn money for each visitor leaving your site now with StopBounce.com. Turn lost opportunities into found profits. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. You wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. Tollfreenumbers.com. off now back to seo rock stars let's rock here's your host we are back coming in the final stretch of seo rock stars and i'm here with my special fill-in co-host jeremy shoemaker hey. we're gonna you know you mentioned right before the break you were talking about getting in trouble for cross-linking and right i that's probably like one of the biggest questions i get asked when we do sessions on linking, and it's always like, I have these sites, and how much can I cross-link? And mm-hmm. it's been interesting, especially after your show on the forums and kind of content-driven stuff, and yep. really how what you can and can't do nowadays is so much about 
whether or not you're making an effort with content. I mean, and uh, with, in my case particularly, and from just just from my experience, um, what I did was I made I made a site that was very uh, became very successful in the mobile industry, and then I basically just cloned it completely. Um, it put a little different face on it, but pretty much everybody could tell it was the same site, it had the exact same content. I mean, exact same content. Was it not a very smart thing to do? And I interlinked them all too. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I think mine was. Uh, they actually said, um, uh, Matt actually used, on his blog, he commented to me um, in response uh, publicly that it looked like I was using a cooperative linking system, and that's all he said. Right. Because I, I said in his blog, like, you know, just something like, have you had a chance to respond to my comments? And he just said, you know, hey, Shumani, it looks like you were using a cooperative link system. And so um, everybody took that to mean that I was using digital point co-op weight. Right, um, and, and and I actually wasn't, but I was I was linking with, you know, I had literally fifty different sites that were exact clones with just a little CSS difference. You know, visually you could see, but search engines to search engines they all look like the same site. Right. So now so, you have duplication and the cross linking. Right, and then and then that also brings in the DOM factor. You know, the the whole data object model. Like, you know, how do they, you know, in scoring duplicate? You know, I don't. I mean, that's a, almost too geeky for me. But um, I do think that cross-linking, I mean, I think people like Jason Kalkanis and stuff that do the weblog thing. Well, he's I a mean, prime example. And and really, I, I think the biggest thing for people to really get and understand is that, that in general, the engines are pretty tolerant of going to a site and seeing, seeing things that show that whoever's running the site knows what the problem, you know, knows how to manipulate their engine. If, if that's being done at the same time that real content that ultimately somebody might like to read is being published, they're going to be, they're okay with it. I mean, the blogging phenomenon is, is just a huge example. Everybody, you know, this whole thing about don't relate to sites that aren't related to you, most people's blog roles link out to, you know, then the links repeat on every page, and they link to sites mm -hmm. that really don't have anything to do a lot of times with what their main thing is. Uh, the Weblog Zinc thing is the most cross... I mean, just from a pure linking standpoint, it's so textbook search engine spam mm -hmm. because it's every single site in the network, regardless of the topic, and, and the links are repeated the same on every single blog. Everybody's cross-linked to everybody. It, you know, if you and I put a co-op of our little businesses together or whatever, we would totally get hammered for it. Yeah. But the one thing that's different in all of that is that each blog has a team of writers that really does every day write new, unique content. Mm -hmm. And it just... Now, that could change, I don't know, at some point down the road, but clearly in this day and age, I mean, most of the most of the grand scheming linking stuff we knew, do now is kind of centered around building, you know, vertical blogging networks or some kind of community-based blogging system to where ultimately if it's successful, we're going to be able to ex exploit that, that network linking thing. But at the same time, you know, Matt can say, hey, we've won because we've forced you guys to go out and hire writers and create content. Right. And that's kind of where we've gotten in the whole in the whole mess. I, I just, um, I like uh, Jason, but I think he's really cocky. And... If you ever have heard him speak at a oh, conference, oh, he's, he's beyond cocky. Uh, I, I remember 
one time, yeah, well, there's a lot of different stories, but one time he said, somebody asked him about it, and he said uh, something to the, law, to, to the lines of, well, Google would never take me out because I make them so much money with AdSense. Oh, yeah. yeah we and I was like, wow, and aren't you cocky? Day's been heckling him, you know, totally. And in that, in that same conversation, he, uh, Marshall Simmons stood up, who at the time, well, he worked, he works, he's head SEO for New York Times and about dot com. So he's longtime veteran, big guy, and uh, and he'd actually studied his network. And Jason was up there saying how you know there's no such thing as SEO. We we just write stuff and it does well yep. and. And Marshall got up and told him that, you know, 60% of his content is not getting any visibility at all because they know nothing about SEO. So he could be making a lot more money than he was. And Now, was, uh, that, was that at San Jose? Because I think I was in yep, there. Yep. And and I remember that, and Jason said, who are you? And he yeah, goes, he was totally rude. I'm like, like, yeah, yeah and he I goes, would listen I'm to what so you were so saying if goes, you were somebody. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, who are you? And he goes, uh, with the New York Times, maybe you've heard of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That was, so, I remember that because that was that was exactly the one, and I, that was the first time I'd ever heard him speak. And I thought, wow, how he was on a panel. I think Jensen's was moderating that. Right. And you know, yeah. for those who are listening that don't know who Marshall is, I mean, he really is one of the original five. I, you know, Marshall moderated the very first iSearch list back in like '97. You know, where we all were. You know back in the days when it felt like there was only 20 of us that were hoping this would be a business. So Marshall's been a speaker for a long time, and he's one of, you know, he's on my list of five people I would hire if I needed an SEO. So the guy definitely knows his stuff, and Jason was extremely rude and pompous. And so for that, yeah, I think he he's an ass. But he definitely doesn't take well to criticism of any, of any sort. That's a guy where, my God, if you want to get high... PR link back. Just criticize him about something. Because oh, I yeah. see him. All, he's like link bait. I mean, he's. You look up link bait, and it, there should be a he picture of him. Falls for a hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Every time. Every time. But every you know, time. he got twenty five million for his his spammy cross link network, and yeah. not once has there been any signs that any engine frowns upon that model to this point. Yeah. So. When you look at it that from that standpoint, whereas at the same time, you know, like there's other markets, like the real estate market is a big one that's getting a lot of heat now from engines, and that's because it's it's been a co-op kind of cross-linking thing for a very long time. But the mm-hmm. sites they're not blogs, they're not people writing articles. They're typically individual. Hey, I'm a realtor, and here's what I do, and here's my list of friends in, you know, I'm in Southern California, and here's my friends in Maine. Well, mm-hmm. there's no reason for you to link to a if I'm at your site in L.A., I'm probably not looking to buy a house in Maine. Mm-hmm. So the only purpose of those links really are just to manipulate, and there's no kind of content value. So the engines look at that totally different, and they're going out and, you know, torching networks like that or, or putting a squeeze on them at least to make them not as successful as they were. So it's uh, two two different paths you can go down. When, when the end goal from a structure standpoint is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. I actually went up at that, um, just to touch on the conferences real quick, I, I actually went up to him, because I, I it's just funny that you were still, that, that you were in the same room and you got to witness that same event. But after after it, I went up to him and I said, I introduced myself and I said, you know, I, I think it's amazing what you've done, because I think it pretty is, you know. And, 
And I said, and he's like, oh, what do you do? And I said, you know, I'm in the mobile industry. And um, he's like, wow, that, that's a really crappy business to be in, unless you're doing ringtones. And at that time, <laughs> well, I just so I, I wanted to, I wanted to tell him, but I didn't. That I was actually ranked number one on Google for ringtones at the time. So it was kind of kind of yeah. ironic. Oh, and it's funny. Uh, Jason D is asking us to confirm the fact that he's not Jason Calcanis, and he's not an ass. Oh so, yeah, definitely yeah. Jason D. <laughs> So for anybody who was confused about that, he absolutely is not and is far cooler than Mr. Yeah. could ever dream of being. Yeah, and you can you can ask Jason a question, any question, and he'll give you a, a nice answer and a calm answer and not take it offensive anyway. So Yeah. Just way way too much hostility out of that guy. Yeah. Well So any and we're we're kinda coming pretty close to the end here, but we probably got time for another question or two if anybody wants to uh, drop it in the chat or if there's one that I've missed. I should probably I actually... See that, uh, I see that SEO Black Hat Quadzilla has joined the chat room. So well, and it's interesting. Uh, I always forget to check my private chat because um, there ends up being questions in there that I didn't see. So there's a couple mm-hmm. of... Uh, Coffee Bean wrote me and asked me, said, if I could comment a bit more on owning your own sites versus consulting, do you, I prefer one over the other and why? Um, yeah, it's kind of weird because I, I really do both, and I, I can tell you from a pure and lifestyle enjoyment thing, I, doing your own thing is probably cooler. Um, but the consulting thing, at least you know where we're at in my time in this business, is very steady and, and very... It survives algorithmic shakeups and things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have a wife and two kids and a good sized mortgage payment and now a new car i got to pay for. So I tend to try to keep things balanced and, and do enough of uh, the traditional kind of work to make sure all the lights stay on and everybody gets paid. And, and then the other stuff just kind of is more of a bonus. And and quite honestly, we, we do it a lot for R&D purposes. So a lot of what we learn when we're out doing the churn and burn thing on our own properties, uh, a lot of that knowledge you collect can be applied to the, you know, quote-unquote white hat world. And it makes, it, it gives me a strategic advantage over my competitors who have never, ever thought of doing anything bad or against the rules ever in their life. So it, it makes me a better traditional consultant, hands down, without question. So that's why we, we try to keep it balanced. Yeah, I, and I can't agree more. I mean, if you don't, if you're not a member of of some of the Black Hat, you know, private forums and stuff like that, just for just to see what people are doing, and and you know, just ex- I, I mean, I've experimented a ton with you know, like you say, churn and burn stuff. Um, it's just amazing, like what works and what will immediately get new. And it's some of those and those things, you know, you you see white hat people making mistakes just because they don't realize that 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 what they're doing is going to be perceived as being bad. So and they're just they just they may realize it they may not but you know if well, you're not you know, experimenting as a great example not in not too long ago you know, the whole hyphenated domain thing I've never been a fan of hyphenated domain names and I when I'm spamming and jamming I, I try not to use them ever you know more than one and I remember you know sitting and talking doing a panel I used to actually do a panel with the search engines called the spam police where it would be mm-hmm four of them and then me representing spammers. 
and it was quite entertaining. But uh, being up there with the guys from Inc. to me, and where they would say, "Hey, we've done these uh, studies on hyphenated domains, and we've concluded that after the second hyphen, quality drops off by 96 percent, based on what they deem is quality to their user." Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and talking to other engines, it's like, "Okay, why don't you just write a filter?" to get rid of those and, and being told privately, well, that's how we, we use, we leave them in to monitor how spammy a certain sector is. We actually track the number of overly hyphenated domains showing up for a given set so we know what we should go clean up. So they weren't being penalized and there would be people that would argue that, hey, you know, there's good reasons to use it when you're not spamming because it's more keywords. And my thing always was, if you dress like a spammer, you look like a spammer, you hang out with, you know, you're going to get your baby thrown out with the bathwater. So don't do that. Don't fall into the hype and and focus on a domain that has a good brand because it doesn't help that much. And I can promise you, they pay attention to it and, you know, you may just wake up in the morning having not cheated at all and been the victim of a, a... a filter because you just fit the makeup, and it's uh, you got to pay attention to those things when you're when you're trying to do long-term stuff. And I mean, I, I really think just you know just and in, in also just doing long-term stuff is just you know brand yourself and not. I mean, I think you were touching on it with the hyphens and all that stuff. Um, but I mean, just there's so much to be said in just picking and making up a word that's never been used before, or whatever. <laughs> Well, I can think of a lot of great examples. Uh, Google, Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. eBay. Um, I mean, there's there's so much to be said for branding yourself, and um, and I learned a lot. I mean, just my dad did a lot with brick and mortar stuff, but um, I mean, there's there's just nothing like you know when you can brand yourself. Everybody's registering like Sprint ringtones or T-Mobile ring, you know, or whatever, and they get you know there's a legal liability there. There's there's other liabilities, but and. Ever, you know, and those whole hyphen things. Nobody's ever going to type in your stupid domain name. I mean, just well, in the in the in, you know, and it's funny because I was in Vancouver. I was having dinner with a friend, and he had a new girlfriend that's a little younger than him. And he was telling me the story how he was searching, and his girlfriend who knows nothing. He works in the search business, knows nothing about you know SEO, and watched him start to click on something that was hyphenated, and got mad and gave him this lecture on how you shouldn't do that because it's always spam. Wow. It takes you to a bad result. So even even end users, you know, get that stuff and figure it out. But yeah. the brand name thing with the domain is it also keeps you, you know, I have another client in a very, very competitive space, and, and when they went into this individual space, the number one site and the most dominant thing in this particular area was the space.com. And mm-hmm. their name was nothing like that, and, and their attitude was, hey, we're going to build a brand that's going to be bigger. We're going to grow beyond this and become, the, you know, the next virgin kind of thing. Big, all-encompassing company that does all that kinds of stuff, and you can't do that with uh, a domain that targets one little sector. Where does that company go beyond that? They can't go anywhere because they're so tied to, you know, whatever it is, .com. So uh, not really worth it. Take yeah, it from a guy that picked a name that nobody can spell. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've lost millions of dollars of business because a lot of people spell gorilla with only one R, and it's a pretty acceptable misspelling, and I didn't know that at the time. I had a copy of Jay Levinson's book on my desk. I went, hey, web gorilla. 
What a great idea, you know? There's, there's your sound bite. That I, is my thing. So, you know, if you're going to do I think I, I've linked you one time. I linked it wrong, and then later somebody corrected me. But. The guy that owns the misspelling, I mean, his his park page has a page rank four because there's so many articles and things where people are talking about me or the company where they just left out the R and they linked to it. So how's uh, how's your new employee working out? Uh, very good, very awesome. good. He's he's fitting in pretty well. Um, I, th- I think that it's awesome that you you have a company and you have you have good solid employees because man, I have been trying to do that since I started. And well, here's, got, here's the thing: is my, first of all, they're not really employees; they're partners. So got you. We, we don't do the typical um, employee paycheck thing. So. We're all performance-driven. Everybody has a little piece of the pie, and the better we do as a company, the better everybody does. So, And to me, that's really important because, you know, there's nothing worse than a talented person that feels down the road that they've contributed a lot and not benefited in the same way as everybody else. So, um, And it's great because we're very pretty laid back. So it was, like I said, the hardest thing was finding people that really fit how we do things which is pretty kickback. I mean, there's no time cards and there's no dress codes and there's no, you know, we just show up and everybody knows what we got to do and we get it done. So, but dude, I still need a programmer, by the way. Yeah. Well, I, I, guess, more than I, I know some really good ones. Actually, there's a, yeah, we, we can talk off air. But I uh, can't, I can't find a programmer that, I mean, I get, no matter how many postings I do, a bunch of people from Poland and, Czechoslovakia and every, I can't find a guy, just a lamp programmer who kicks butt in Southern California that wants to, you know, come work with where, where exactly are you located? Valencia. Okay. About well, a mile and a half from Magic Mountain. Well, try to, try to get people in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, well, there you go. So, there, so yeah. you know, I'll do my monthly plug. If you're out there and you guys open good open source guy that likes to write code and wants to learn SEO, you know, Call me. Yep. He wants to work with a guy who names his mustache. Yeah, I mean, you you have just. I mean, I I I met Dax briefly. I I actually have talked with the Shandy King quite a bit at a different uh, in New York. I talked to him for quite a bit, and he's and he I, seems to be a tremendous kid. Well, I actually met him here through the chat room. So cool. I, mean, I remember he told me he was having lunch with you one day, and he was really pumped about it. And then next thing I know, he's working for you. Yep. Yep, it took a while to fill that position, but he's he's kicking butt and and it takes a lot of pressure. I mean, I don't I don't answer phone calls now about new customers. He does all that and finds projects he thinks will be a fit, and we sit down and say, hey, let's roll with this one, and we're good to go. So awesome, kind of nice. All right, well, thank you very much for having me on. Hey, anytime, man. You know, Todd flakes a lot, so okay. Now I know you're around. I'll, I'll give you a buzz. All right, sounds good. So that, that's about it. I, we expect to be back next weekend, and um, okay. Todd should be back. And anybody that has any show ideas, another thing too, if you're listening to this on a podcast and you have questions and you can't make it to the chat room, feel free to drop by the SEO Rockstars blog, seorockstars.com, or you can go to my site, uh, which I'm not even going to try to spell. You just got to find it on your own. But if you send me, you know, send us a personal email to Todd or I, and we'll make a list of the questions, and we'll build a show around what you guys want to talk about, because that's what we're here to do. So. Or you can also just attempt to spell Web Gorilla, and Google will suggest it, I believe. Well, here's a nice thing. My claim to fame is, if you spell Web space Gorilla and you spell it properly, Google will say, I'm sorry, don't you mean Web Gorilla all one word? Nice. So, you know, 
There's the power of a messed up, poorly spelled brand name. But anyway, right. we got to roll because I know we're over time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get the boot. But Jeremy, thank you very much for coming on and helping out. Ain't no problem. And uh, we'll catch you all next week.